Hello and welcome to Love Signals. My name is Michaela McDonald and I will be your host as we continue on this journey of exploring all the ways that love is sending signals to us and through us. Welcome back everybody. Here we are, episode 24. It's a beautiful day. There's puffy clouds in the sky. It's the afternoon on a Tuesday as I record this. And I have been spending so much time with the nine journals that I filled and used during my year-long daily self-love letter project. And the reason I've been doing that is because I'm working on a book. I'm working on a Love Signals book, which I've mentioned here and there, but I'm going to be talking about it more here because it is on my mind. <laughs> and it's exciting. It's wonderful. I, I'm really enjoying the process of writing and of compiling these love letters. And so one of the steps that I'm at right now is that I'm going through all of the journals and not completely reading them from from top to bottom, but skimming through and gathering the love letters from each journal that feel like they want to be part of the book. And I got to tell you guys, it is so touching. I feel so uplifted from reading these letters. It's like I'm letting myself saturate in the feeling of love. And and it reminds me of this idea of the incremental, of, you know, piece by piece, step by step, we create these profound changes, these profound things. And I really see that with with this project. It was just because some of the love letters are super short. They're just like, I love you when the sun is shining. I love you when it's dark outside. I love you. I'm here. I always love you. And that's it. (laughs) And some of them are really long and like whole fun, fantastical stories. And there's just so many different flavors of love in here. But it's, it's love again and again and again and again. And I've spent, you know, a couple hours, multiple days in a row now of, uh, reading these, thinking about them. And I'm so struck by how it feels in my body after I've read them for a while. It is like, it's like this experience that that I hope that this podcast creates for you all and that I hope that the book ultimately creates for the readers of feeling like by being in touch with, with, you know, the podcast, the book, with these ideas that simply by spending some time with these ideas our perception can start to shift and it's like it's like I almost imagine like a lens of like rather than adding a lens it feels actually like taking away a lens it's like taking away maybe something that kind of filters out the clarity the the sparkle of all the love signals that are here and it lets them shine through it lets them touch us it lets them make contact with us and I I feel that it's almost like the texture of air and and life itself changes as I spend time with this sense of love and I was just talking with my partner about one of them in particular it was so sweet and he was asking me well wait who's who's that love letter from and or who's it to? Or, you know, and I said, that's a great question. I said, you know, really with all of these love letters, I realized they are from me to me, 
simultaneously they are from someone else, from my future beloved to me, from me to my future beloved, from my future self to me, from my past self. It's like it's like the love is from all directions. It's from the divine to me. It's from me to the divine. It's every dimension. It's like it's it's going every direction all at once. And he said, wow. So it's like, it's really like a universal language of love. It's like a universal message. And that feels so true to me. It feels like it's a universal language and message of love. It's it's beyond the subject and object to make it about grammar. You know, it's beyond the to and the from. It's it's from everything to everything. And that's where it, this this whole project for me feels like once again I see how self-love and these self-love letters started to bloom out into this realization that in connecting with love on any level in a deep, deep way, you know, self-love, love of other, love of life, love of family, love of plants, just in going deep in some form of love, in some aspect of love, the divine is there. It's like if you go deep enough on any one thing, you'll find the divine. And so I feel that. I feel that in myself as I as I spend time with these journals, and it's so lovely. So, so the other thing I wanted to touch on today is creation and creativity. And one of the questions I've been sitting with lately is, I'm thinking a lot about seasons. As you know, I, I did a podcast just a few episodes ago about the seasons and cycles. And here I am right now. It's um, you know, it's early October. And we're heading towards fall. And I live in Southern California, so the fall and winter here are kind of like the busy season. This is when people like to come here and enjoy the warmth. But I still feel on that deeper level of the earth and the sun and all those different relationships, I feel that deeper sense of the days are getting shorter, the nights are getting longer. I feel things slowing down a little bit. I feel things getting a little quieter. I feel that tiny nip in the air. And fall, autumn, is such a beautiful season to me of of just there's something. It's like there's a heightened preciousness for me. I remember all those years I lived in Colorado in particular because it was the first place I lived that had, well, that I lived for a long time that had four seasons. And there's such a preciousness to that that time right before winter it's like oh the you know the last light it's like you savor that last bite of cake it's like that last oh just treasure and moment of of light of warmth and it it's like that almost like that wistful nostalgic feeling of like oh like life is so precious and let's really enjoy it and so I feel that in myself here and I also feel on a more physical level I feel how fall and autumn on a nature level and a physical level is a time to slow down. It's a time to harvest, to gather, and to slow down and start to kind of reserve and conserve one's energy to go into the deep winter. And uh, and so I'm I'm thinking a lot about the act of creation in relationship to slowing down 
and, and the seasonal wisdom of fall. And I'm trying to explore how those two relate because as I'm working on this book, it's been really cool to make the process of writing this book be about love and be about like the tigger yes of enjoying myself and letting it be yummy and scrumptious rather than letting it be about hard deadlines and and how it should look and should be. Because, you know, I'm just writing this book because I want to and because it feels right there. I don't, you know, I don't need anything from it. I'm just doing it because it feels good. And so there's so much freedom in that. What a gift. How cool that I'm in this position where I just, I'm just doing it because I feel like it and I don't need it to earn money. And if it does, that's great. I don't need it to do anything except exist because I love it enough to see it exist, which leads me to this part I want to talk about, this quote that I want to share with you all today. Um, but yeah, so, I, so I'm exploring like, because I'm noticing myself wanting to move kind of more slowly and decadently in the book writing process. I'm in this course called the Tiny Book Course. It's created by Alex Franzen and Lindsay Smith. I will include a little info about it in the description notes for this episode, but it's such an incredible course and it's really encouraging us to write something that is that is tiny. Like like if it's your first book, write something tiny, let it be doable, let it be achievable. And there's such a sweetness and gentleness to that that I am enjoying so much. It's an incredible course. It feels so kind, so clear, so simple. And it's like tackling something that can be really big and kind of oh, hard to hard to work with and making it feel really doable. And I love that. And so I'm keeping that in mind. I'm also keeping, I'm bringing, well, not keeping, but I'm actually bringing in this energy of letting it be slow, letting it be decadent, letting myself enjoy the process. And it's just, it's just interesting because I think, I think, creativity can have such energy to it and and for me creation reminds me more of springtime when things are starting new and it's like ah but it's like oh creation also happens in in the other times of year in the other moments like there's layers of of seasons happening all the time and I even wonder too like the the question I'm really sitting with and if this if any of this resonates for you please let this be a question you hold for yourself as well is how can I let the wisdom of fall and of this season of autumn help inspire and guide me in this creative process? Like how can that slowing down and the distillation and the gathering of gems and sifting out, you know, the, the wheat from the chaff, so to speak, or the seeds from the pulp, like how does that sifting process and that discernment process and even that grief process of letting go of the summer gone by or, or, you know, whatever it is, how can this process help with what I'm creating, help me in this creation process? So I don't know what the answer is to that yet, but I will keep you all posted. And in light of this theme of creativity, I came across a really sweet quote that I wrote in one of my journals from the love letter year. It's from Robert Fritz. I believe this is from his book, The Path of Least Resistance, because I was reading this book at the time. And here's the quote. The reason you would create anything 
is because you love it enough to see it exist. I'm going to say that one again because it's so good. The reason you would create anything is because you love it enough to see it exist. How cool is that idea that if something has been created by anyone, music, art, written word, a dance performance, a piece of clothing, you know, a love letter, whatever it might be, the reason that was created was because that person loved it enough to see that thing exist. I also feel like on some level this is true with humans when, when we create more humans, that it's like we, we love we love the, the future possibility of that human enough to, to see it exist, to create it, to, to do what we can, you know? And perhaps that's true about us. You know, we're loved enough to, to be created. So that's a cool thing to think about, right? And thinking about loving something enough to see it exist and to, and to go through the process. Because be, when I hear to see it exist, that to me means like, like seeing something through. It's like to, like seeing isn't just sight in, in that phrase to me. To me, the word seeing there is about action. It's about seeing something through. It's about, it's about engaging with all the, all the steps required and, and the ways that sometimes it might be hard and sometimes it might be easy and, and it takes a certain amount of fortitude that, we do that to bring something into life, like the labor of love, right? That's how people talk about a lot of things. <laughs> so it reminds me of that. And I'm wondering about that when it comes to this kind of slow time of year and this way that I'm choosing to take my time writing this tiny book about love signals. And for me, part of why I'm choosing to take my time is because I want to let my life stay in balance. I want to let, you know, my energy be present for work, my full-time job. I want my energy to be present for my romantic partner. I want my energy to also be present for all the self-care I do and the exercise I do and getting good sleep and having downtime. And I want to have energy for the other people in my life, my family, my friends. And so holding all these different parts, keep them all in balance while also making sure that when I show up to work on this book, it's from a place of love and enjoyment and curiosity. And there's that bigger vision of like, you know what, I love this enough to see it exist. Even when I feel like uncertain or uninspired, I'm going to still show up and, and see what happens and, and be of service to this energy and idea that wants to come through. So I'm realizing these things as I say them out loud. Do you guys ever experience that? I experience that all the time. I feel like <laughs> I feel like sometimes I sound like I really know what I'm talking about. And maybe sometimes I do really know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but a lot of the time I say things because I'm just trying them out. I'm just talking out loud, processing out loud. And I realize things as I say them. It's interesting. I think that's partly why podcasting is so enjoyable for me because... I basically have this space to just think out loud with you all as my witness. <laughs> so thank you for being there for that. Uh, I'd like to read you all a love letter. 
So this is on the page right next to where I wrote that quote. This is from March 28th, 2021. And I honestly haven't read this one in depth before reading it to you all here. So I'm, I'm kind of excited to experience it for myself. So let's do this. Let us live right in the center of life. Let us feel the fullness of being alive together. Let us open up to all the grace and wisdom and sweetness of life. How precious it is to learn new things, to realize we do not know everything. How precious it is to feel disappointment, dread, envy, and all the rainbow prism colors of emotion. How precious it is to know, deep in my bones, that all is well. There's nothing to fix. I am always free, free to create and adjust, free to dream and act and reflect, free to be deeply honest and objective. I am free to do it all and to not do it too. I love how you choose to be here. I love how you sing and strum and paint. I love how you synthesize life. You love something so much, you make it exist. That's what you are. You are so loved, you were created. We bring what we create into the world because we love it. It is simple. I love you. And I'm so glad you exist. Oh, that's a really sweet one. It's so interesting, even in that letter... I felt myself shifting perspectives as I read it, like different lines felt like they were from different perspectives almost. Going back to what I was saying earlier, of all the letters are to and from every possible source. <laughs> and I feel that. I feel, I think especially in the end, I just, I feel this sweetness of like, the gratitude I feel for being alive. I'm so grateful to be alive. And um, and I'm so grateful that life is a thing that I get to do and feel and, and be part of. And um, I'm grateful to be me. It's I mean, it's really touching. There's so many things that can happen in our lives. There's so many things that um, can be different than they are. But we each get to be ourselves. When I was younger, junior high, high school, and I would kind of be feeling envious of one of my classmates, you know, oh, she's so pretty, or her clothes are so cool, and her life is so cool, and she's so this and that, and, you know, has all these friends, or whatever it was. If I was starting to kind of do that, <laughs> my mom so lovingly would just ask me, well, if you could, Michaela, if you could just snap your fingers right now, would you want to trade places with her? If you could just be her, if you could just be her, live her life, would you do it? It was so beautiful because it's like she just gave me full permission to just like want that, have that in my dr dreams, in my daydreams, right? And every time without fail, I would be like, oh, no. Like, like I letting myself... 
imagine having the full the full version of that that person's life and not being me anymore it made me realize wait i like being me wait i i like my mom as my parent i like you know my family is my family i like i like being me i like my thoughts as my thoughts i like i like my life i like my heart i like the art i make it's like it's like all of a sudden I felt the preciousness of the things I do appreciate about being me. And there is something profound about like fully committing to a possibility or to an idea. And it's it's like she was giving me that gift of, okay, let's say it, you do it. You all the way, fully, you just are her now. How does that feel? I was like, ooh. And it was so clear every time. And even if you try that exercise out for yourself, if you decide to, and even if you are like, no, yeah, I do really want to be that person. Things would be better. Let yourself get more specific with it. Get Make it even more vivid. Imagine having that person's history, that person's thoughts, that person's hangups and, and, and <laughs> traumas and backstory and all of it. Like, it's this isn't a cherry-picking situation. I think there's something about that of imagining like, oh, to be that person, it's not, it's not just parts of what they have that you take on, you'd have all of it. And as like a little fun tangent on that too, I want to say two things. Uh, one, I think that if we do feel jealousy, it's usually just a sign that we feel separate from something we want and that somebody else has something we want. And then we're like, oh, I want that, but I feel separate from it. And so usually it's actually a wonderful, wonderful form of information that we can use to our advantage of like, oh my gosh, thank you so much for letting me know what I want so that I can now go create it for myself. I don't have to switch places with you. I can be me and create my own even better version of that because it's suited to me because it's for me because it's, you know, it's it's designed for me in my life. So that's one, one little note on that. The other thing is I'm realizing as I say this um, – I think part of the gift in that of like committing fully to the idea reminds me of a practice uh, that Abraham Hicks would talk about when you're having trouble making a decision. And they pointed out how so often part of why we kind of just stay in like a funky feeling place that's murky is because let's say we're trying to decide between, okay, do I want to go to Mexican or do I want to go to sushi, right? And this, I'm making it a very low stakes decision. <laughs> this could be for something way bigger, like do I want to move across country or not? Um, but they say rather than kind of trying to argue for one and then argue for the other, so often we state, we kind of waffle. It's like we start to commit to one and then we talk ourselves out of it and think of the other and we never fully emotionally commit to either. And so we don't get the full feedback loop of of how that decision feels to us and so the practice is and they say to do it for a whole day for each one that basically you act as if you've decided you've chosen to get sushi on that sunday night or whatever it is and all day on that tuesday you think okay yeah this sunday we're gonna go get mexican and oh i'm excited to order this or that or whatever and you just notice how that feels and then the next day you imagine that you've decided to go to sushi and you're like, okay, yeah, Sunday we're going to go get sushi and we're going to be in this kind of room and I'm going to order this and that. And you see how that feels. Now, my mom and I use this all the time and we both have found that we basically never make it through day one because 
in fully committing, even just for a few hours, to the possibility of one of those choices, it gets, it's so clear. It's like, oh, this is fully a yes. This is such a deep yes. I feel it so completely. Or in fully committing, we were like, ooh, that really doesn't feel good. I really don't know. Just, I don't know why, but it just doesn't feel right. Or I do know why, and it doesn't feel right. And so that's just like a fun little little trick I thought I'd share with you all because it is so helpful. And I think that even ties well into the ticker yes, because sometimes we don't get a clear signal of is this a yes or no because we aren't letting ourselves fully inhabit what that decision means and we kind of well it would be this but oh if I don't but maybe I shouldn't like it's like we get nervous as we think about it being real and then we kind of lift up out of it rather than just sitting fully in it and I think that's part of the gift of what my mom asked me in those moments you know of like okay let's say let's say you really are that person now you really are that that classmate or whoever it was how does that feel? It's like I got to fully inhabit it versus being like, oh, she's got this and I've got that. It's like, no, just imagine you're all the way her. And then what? <laughs> you know? And um, so loopy background, bringing us back from our tangent, back to this sweet love letter about appreciating being who I am, appreciating the fact that I I exist and I get to, I get to create. I was created. Now I get to create. I get to learn new things. I get to choose. I get to feel the full rainbow of all the feelings. It's a beautiful thing. It really is. And um, and it's not always easy. You know, there's times where it can be harder. There's times where it can be uncomfortable. But more and more, and this is something I, I, I witnessed myself experience with the Love Letter Project, was that more and more I, I felt how I was held and surrounded by love, even in the moments that felt hard, even in the moments that felt confusing or heavy or where I felt frustrated or trapped or whatever. It's like, it's like this sense of having, having some kind presence holding me always, there with me always. And I imagine that's how people who like are deeply um, spiritual or religious can feel where it's like they feel God or, or whatever their name is for the divine with them in their hearts, in their lives. And there's this sense of like not being alone. And for me, my avenue to that feeling was through self-love of feeling that, oh my gosh, there's so much love in my own heart that it's, and, and oh my gosh, there's so much. And here it is. It's, it's around me. It's cascading. It's surround. It's saturating. It's everywhere. It's making up the entire existence all around me. No matter where I go, there it is. And so there's a sense of bravery for me that's come with that of feeling like I can be more authentically myself because... I feel held, I feel supported. And I feel all that that goodness ready ready to ready to play with me, ready to love me, ready to cheer me on. So this was a lot of different thoughts. We talked about slowness, we talked about fall, we talked about deeply committing to ideas and possibilities, we talked about 
creating things because you love it enough to see it exist. This was fun. I hope that wherever you are, whenever you listen to this, that you feel inspired, that you feel loved, and that maybe it gets your wheels turning about, ooh, maybe this helps inspire you with how you relate to creating. And, and maybe you start to think about, ooh, how can the season that the, the world is in right now, the planet is in right now, inspire and influence the creative process I'm in right now? Or maybe this helps you remember or realize something that you do love so much you want to see it exist and you start working on something or maybe it just helps you feel just the preciousness of savoring everything you already have created and the creation that is you you get to be here because you are created and you exist what a joy what a joy if you're listening to this you exist <laughs> how cool is that <laughs> oh man I hope that um, if you like this podcast, if you want other people to know about it, you want to spread the news, you share, share with others. You can share, I think there's like direct links on different podcast platforms. So you can just share this podcast or tell people, hey, Love Signals is a really cool podcast I've been enjoying. You can also leave a review for the podcast. I believe you can do that on Spotify and Apple. And uh, if you haven't subscribed already, you can. And uh, please reach out to me. Email me. I have a, uh, an email address for this, lovesignalspodcast at gmail.com. That's lovesignals, plural, signals, podcast at gmail.com. And if you want to share ideas, stories, inspiration, questions, write to me. I'd love to hear from you. All righty. We did it. I love you guys. I really do. I'm so grateful for you all for listening and just for being in this space with me. I'm going to leave us with the beloved phrase. Are you ready? <laughs> There's so much love here for you. May you continue to feel it more and more every single day. I'm wishing you well. Take care. <laughs>